You're listening to Rhino Writers Podcast, The Word. It's a show that fights to um, break down that alluring curtain uh, of Hollywood and tries to explain what its life is really like living as an independent filmmaker, as a filmmaker in general in Los Angeles. I am joined today by uh, Josh Boyer. Hello. I am glad to be here today to talk with Ryan. So here we are, episode two. We recorded episode one yesterday. Um, if you listened to the first episode, thank you. Um, it was uh, a little bit more personal, a little bit more kind of maybe out there for some people. But um, today's episode, we're going to get to what the essence of what the show is going to be or what the show is. Which is talking about movies, talking about Hollywood, and talking about the the grind and and everything it takes to to try and make it. And uh, today's episode, episode two, I'm going to talk about the Hollywood curtain and what I mean when I say I want to destroy Hollywood because that's a bit extreme, <laughs> or at least some people might take it that way. Um, <laughs> um, today's episode. Is sponsored by nobody. <laughs> so if you'd like to sponsor the show, um, hit us up. word that's why i we were talking before this in the pre-show about how what we mean by destroy uh, with everything happening right now with hollywood like you were saying uh, tearing it down from a bunch of people up here all running it two or three people basically and then everybody doing the scramble the la thing uh, i was watching what sam jones the other day and it, it talks about you know you work two jobs to try to work a job that barely pays the rent the one you actually want to do and you run around and it's just a dead hustle of competing and non-stop and it's it's very man, I'm a little lost on that one got yeah a little, got a little lost and 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 J- uh, josh's perspective just so you know he's been in los angeles um you know just as long i think probably longer than I have, and um, you know, comes from an acting background. That's his thing. I don't, you know, like I used to think I wanted to be an actor, and I'd put myself in my first two movies, but I no longer have ambitions of it, unless I want to, you know. But um, so I couldn't imagine what uh, coming at it, attacking it from trying to be an, uh, become a successful actor is. I know from my side that I've I can I've looked from the outside and I can see that the gap is getting smaller and smaller and smaller you know um the chance of actually you mean chance of actually like surviving as an actor as like as like like pilot season for example you know what i'm saying like pilot season to me is a joke 
yet every actor I know still says, well, I can't, you know, got to got to stay home, got to stay here. It's pilot season. Could you know? No, oh. cross my fingers and hope. <laughs> you throw it out there. I, I have one of my buddy, acting buddies, and he actually is successful, but he sits at home. He has three laptops all logged into three different casting networks, and for about six hours, just update, reading sides. You know, enough to where he's getting auditions, <laughs> but... And then, and that's awesome. And, and so, like, again, from the actor's side, I don't know what that perspective is like, um, but I can only imagine, you know. Um, so... Th- the 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 I guess the proof behind what I'm saying you know in terms of this Hollywood curtain and like there might I mean there's could be a lot of people like listening to this that like don't live in LA don't <laughs> like you know we have absolutely no clue um, that's that's who I'm talking about that's those are the people you know what I mean the the, the people that look at billboards and be like did you know there was another you know it's like like people that are just completely unconnected from my the industry that i live and eat and breathe those people look at hollywood and celebrities and actors as this magical you know it's like wizard of oz it's completely like wizard of oz those of you who haven't seen wizard of oz this is your movie record <laughs> go see fucking wizard of oz it's also one of my favorite ironically enough two days in a row old movies um but it's true it's a great movie um it, you know dorothy and and there's this magical wizard of oz and literally behind the curtain is a, a fraud yeah okay uh, it's like the whole glitz and glamour of I drove out here from Pittsburgh and the whole like I I've never been in LA but I've been to California. Tell them where you're from. <coughs> Give a we uh, got time. All right, uh, real quick, uh, two minutes from Pennsylvania, a very 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 small town called Jersey Shore, Pennsylvania, and no, it's not New Jersey. <laughs> so no reality show. Yeah, this is not me. Um, I don't even normally say I'm from Jersey Shore because even though I say I'm from Pennsylvania and then I tell them I'm from Jersey Shore, they immediately they go, they, yeah, they have no idea. Yeah. Um, grew up on a farm, middle of nowhere. All I knew basically, because Ryan talked yesterday about how when he grew up, movies was the one thing you always uh, believed in or wouldn't let you down. Um, I didn't n- understand why I liked movies when I was a kid. Growing up, I just knew that I liked them. And then, of course, the most... When you're younger, like uh, the fame and everything, you're like, "Whoa, gonna I like movies, so I'm gonna be an actor." <coughs> uh, but saying that, where I grew up, when I actually told someone I finally was going to go to college, which my parents made me get an accounting degree as long with a theater degree, they didn't wouldn't let me go to college without yeah doing makes business. Sense. But uh, your whole families are accountants. <laughs> but. Um, the second I told every everybody back home that I was going to Pittsburgh University and I was going to get a theater degree, um, almost everybody thought I was either gay or had no idea what I was doing, which I kind of didn't have any idea what I was doing. I just knew that I liked movies. I I got into the game way late. I was 20 by the time I got I started doing it. Um, my first acting class, my, my, my scene partner never showed up. And I had to do a oh, semi-sexual yeah, sexual scene with uh, the acting teacher, which was a girl, and it was that's it awkward. Was, yeah, super awkward. And I didn't know it was. Um, I had to say the line "hoity-toity" 
and I said I said hotty toddy like I it was a mess until I finally found someone to guide me but yeah moved out here get off I was going to uh, get off the Hollywood exit and you have this idea of like I, yeah I, I know just exactly traveled across the entire United States with uh with my Jeep hauling my girlfriend at the time's car behind it you know got the whole just packed it up and did it you know like you have to dive in which is scary enough driving across country and just well and doing it. anything i mean uh, i'm sure like you know again i'm trying to stay like i don't want to get caught off guard you know outside like yeah. there's probably tons of people that don't have exact same stories that are you know completely non-create you know i traveled to harvard to get a business you know what yeah, i mean whatever yeah. like yeah um but 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 hollywood los angeles california <laughs> if you've never been or if you've never lived and especially if you're not in the industry it just has this draw to it i mean look you came from across the country i came from up north you know and like i said yesterday my high school teacher you need to be in hollywood like he knew you know what i mean like that's the place you go i i couldn't i can't relate to east coast or new york or whatever um but like like if you want to make movies which is like what both of us like grew up you know wanting to do not knowing how to get in or which way we wanted to go in absolutely no idea yeah actor I'll be an actor you know what I mean like whatever um, both chose to move to Hollywood and move to Los Angeles because we knew that's where we needed to be well f- the stage was bigger in that area more because it's closer to New York City of course oh yeah you know I mean but uh, it's just the like you said the 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 opportunity isn't there there's more opportunity honestly in film to survive than there is in theater just because of the rehearsal time and Everything we're out here, you can do it on your own and then go in. So, um, talk about I'm not following. Sound <laughs> I was like, you know what I mean? Like, we haven't hit like, one of the top top. Well, I'm yet. trying to. I'm trying. I had it soup. So basically, what happened? Let me explain. This will maybe make sense. If, if somebody's listened to, to yesterday's episode, okay. and I was listening to today's or episode two in a row or sequentially, this will make sense. Um, I decided to do a podcast show like three months ago and did all the steps and do it and the first thing I I didn't want to just get on and like ramble and like I wanted to know what I was going to talk about but I didn't know what I was going to talk about and I hadn't given my talk at USC yet I hadn't you know there was a lot of things I didn't it's like once I decided to like put my shit out there I hadn't done it and this was like my first idea so I wrote a very detailed, very detailed, several, de- like, <laughs> I did, like, three different drafts of it, um, outlines for the show, like, minute by minute, you know, what we're going to hit, what topics, and what I want to say, and stuff like that. Um, after doing one, and now doing this one with um, Josh sitting and being more involved and not, you know, operating a camera, um... I, I, I'm just I'm gonna stay on topic yeah like for for the episode that we pick but um, you know feel free to uh, you know bounce around in, in ideas so um, the the term to go along with that that Hollywood curtain you know mentality the term 
like that's the business, you know, or that's how it is. Like, uh, be honest. How many times, like, be, like really think, take a second. How many times have you ever heard that's just how it is? Like in terms of like auditioning, acting, booking, movie, any like anything industry related. How many times do you think you've heard that's just how it is, or that that's what it is? I'm I'm gonna take a second. I'm gonna think too. <laughs> I would, I mean, off the top of my head, at least a dozen times, like, and like at legitimate points of like, well, why, why am I not getting paid, you know, up front, or why is your, your sales percentage, you know, 30% when the other guys was 20%, you know, uh, that's just how, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. those types of situations, what, 20 times, probably 20 times. Oh my goodness. I, I at least from every acting teacher that you ever have, you know, like this is just, this is it. This is the way it works. This is how it goes. I mean, they say it every time. There's, even though there's no set way to do it, they just, uh, you're forced into doing what they want, no matter what. It's, you know, like you said, it's just, you try to break the mold and no, that's not right. This is how it is. And again, to relate to any other industry, I'm sure any, look, people, Okay, let's go back to film school. I'm in film school, Art Institute Seattle. Shout out, right? Like first semester, I like you're more like an acting, creative, you know, stuff like that. You, like, um, you know, you, do you remember your first like acting class? Like you were so excited, like I can't believe I'm going to school for this, for something that I love that's what that film theory class was for me i was like holy shit i get to sit for four hours and listen to an instructor talk about day one minute five on the blackboard writes uh there's four things you need to know i forgot three and four <laughs> number one film is an art form number two film is a business and to his credits I mean he failed he tried to make a movie and he failed right before I did black and I was like I did it you can't you pussy <laughs> and he had all the students all the school like working for him for free I mean he had like 25 30 crew I had like two or three you know what I mean yeah and so but to his credit he was uh, I, I to this day I 100% agree with him F film is an art first and foremost that's how it was invented that's well it was invented as a it was you know moving pictures as an invention but like you know it started as as a, a way people could watch a story on a screen you know what i mean it was it was a technological advance it's a very weird thing because it was technically it was technically a technical advance right edison yeah, you know, was the first to make film. I'm pretty sure it's Edison. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, uh, or put together moving pictures, and then you know, it became an art form, and then it became a business. How can we sell tickets instead of, oh my God, look at this incredible invention that I've made. Gather around, people. Look at this. You know what I mean? Like, like, uh, you know. The first stagecoach or whatever, like it, you know, <laughs> chewing gum. Uh, look at this. Look at what I've created, and then how do we monetize it? 
just like any other business, any other thing that's ever been created and done. So I get that. However, I have never, I've yet to come across how much money and how much power like the studios have, like media company, you know what I mean? There's like five of them and they control everything. <laughs> and they spend billion, they spend billions of dollars and they make billions of dollars. That's insane. That's crazy for a fucking, for this, for a piece of art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's just that's uh, that's insane. Would you pay? Would you would you spend a billion dollars marketing like a song? And all a song is is an artist, you, you know, putting his feel, you, you know, being creative. Some people aren't worried about the money. <laughs> well, it's just, it, it, I mean, it just it's it's gotten to a point that it's just like, and and here's the thing is, is oh, to go back to Hollywood is no longer innovating as a business. They're innovating technolo technologically in terms of like, you know, how big and how you know, you know, special effects and all that kind of stuff. But they stopped innovating on the most important part of, to me, why movies were ever invented in the first place, which is to tell a story t to people in 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 mass, you know, and have it be about the experience. Like you know, gather around the campfire. Let me tell you a story. Huh. Yeah, but that's like uh, it's just ideally that like that's a dream. Where now it's just like maybe I'll just blow something up bigger or make more of a you know more guts and glory instead of actually having the content be. There's solid. a reason we didn't die during the Stone Age as humans. It's because at the end of the day we would gather around a campfire and somebody would paint a picture or tell a story or you know or communicate somehow to younger to other people other dangers or sort you know what I mean or or stories of good and bad of you know how you should live your life how you shouldn't like think about that like you know what I mean like that's the reason we've evolved and that's the reason we've fucking grown and, and like slaughtered it as a as a species you know so, so was Edison the first one ever to film? It was actually, I, I it believe, was actually the caveman. No, for like <laughs> no, like motion pictures. You know what I mean? Like you know, I know. King, I was just fucking with you. Projecting a still image twenty-four times in a second, all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, so so that's I guess I guess that's you know kind of the 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 crux, the ju juxtapose of my. Um, my inspiration to speak out and, and say anything, you know what I mean? And I'll be honest with you, as I'm doing this right now, like, I'm like, I know what I'm talking about. I, I'm 100% confident in it. But at the same time, there's little slivers of like, fuck, man, like, would you say this stuff to, like, <laughs> you know, like CEO of Disney, you know what I mean? Like, what if you got a meeting with him and he wants to pay you like a billion dollars? You know, there's that little thing. And then, do you know what I'll, I'll bounce back to? Mm, yeah, well, what about Harvey Weinstein? Like, 
you know and let me tell you something um listeners i've never met harvey sat next to him once uh so i i've never had any interaction or anything with him studied his career immensely as i have any other prolific filmmaker in front or behind the camera I knew how powerful he was. I knew, like, if you got in with Harvey, you're going to win an Oscar, right? I knew all of that. He could literally point at somebody. It doesn't even matter who you are, and he could make you... Like, 100%. 100%. He had that power. Yeah. Or, and he equally had the power to point at someone and say, nope, nope you're <laughs> not going to win an Oscar. You're not going to be in this movie. Like, really powerful stuff. I'm telling you, people, Hollywood works that way. Like, one, two people, like, literally have the power. Had, right now, we're, we're, in, we're, we're in a fucking <laughs> pendulum swing. But, um, where was I going? But the, 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 uh, that, the, the, you know, the bad of, you know, the stories of, of the Harvey, like, look, and never personally, you know, saw or experienced, but, personally saw and experienced like 60 other douchebags that weren't as powerful as Harvey operate the exact same way I know it so it's like well yeah of course it's true deny all you want bro but you know what I mean and so when he like when all that shit (laughs) when that started happening I was literally like the happiest person in the entire world literally the happiest person in the entire world like to live and dream and like aspire to be the greatest or at least like one of the greatest best known you know all-time filmmakers which is from childhood what exactly what my goal was you know what I mean like I'm Spielberg like Spielberg, Steven Spielberg is my favorite director, period, filmmaker, ever, period, done, period, ever, period. He is the greatest living <laughs> director. Um, I aspired to, to be, I knew, I knew, I was like, I got it. I can be Spielberg. I, I can tell stories, you know, I can make movies as good as him. I, like, I got it. I see what he's doing. Yeah. You know, I can do that. Um, so I've always... I've always aspired to be the greatest filmmaker of all time. <sighs> to dream of that every hour, every minute, every second of every day, not being able to do it, you, you know what I mean? Having to go through so uh, so many hoops and hurdles, like that's the business. That's just how it is. That you know. Yet it sucks. It draws you here. It pulled both of us here from different parts of the country and we're just two people in america <laughs> guys like like there's a million stories out and some of them are successful and those successful ones do you know why they're successful because they work their fucking ass off yeah. or they said yes to harvey weinstein you know in in there's in a theoretical guys, yeah. like you know sense of the way so um
Let me tell you. Let me go somewhere with this. Y you can obviously sense, Josh. You're sitting in the room. Nobody else is here in the room. But you can obviously sense that I have, like, an insane amount of passion and like anger, almost, <laughs> towards what I'm saying. Is that fair, right, to say? Um, I'm pretty sure anybody listening or that's even never seen you would agree with that. Okay. Let me explain why. Sorry, I had to blow my nose. So part <laughs> I might have to edit that out. <laughs> let me explain why for the audience that's listening, right? We're doing this for people that are listening to this. So let me explain to you why um, if you're hearing like some crazy fire um, in me, let me tell you why. Is this industry that I just explained to you how much it means to me like like hold it tight you know what I mean like I love it I love movies I love movies like almost more than I love my wife and child <laughs> I'm being dead serious it's pretty close pretty well, close you love movies longer because it's your first passion exactly so <laughs> exactly like exactly so they mean a lot to me, and they, they mean so much to me. Um, and, and so, and, and this, this industry that I love so, so dearly almost killed me. Almost killed me. Like, straight up. Like, I blame fucking Ground Zero for oh. my breakdown. You know what I mean? Like... I, that's why I think the whole evidence franchise is cursed. Like, I got fucked on the first one, you know, and I almost died or killed my family or, you know, X amount of other possibilities from the second one. Cost me a friendship uh, and, you know, both personal and, and professional. Like, it almost killed me. Caused me probably the most anxiety I've ever had in my life. <laughs> right, Between you weren't even there. three of us. I wasn't there for when when that happened with you that night, but with Daniel, Ryan, and me all trying to get a movie, like we're working as a as a team, and then uh, the, your your two partners. And then your, your, two your, partners your, your, quarter, your quarterback <laughs> goes down. Like your quarterback goes down, gets <laughs> like airlifted out of the stadium, <laughs> Like and you're like, holy fuck, we we don't have a backup. Like we have to make we have to put the punter in, you know, as the backup QB right now. And we're in the fucking you know playoffs. Don't, for, like, don't forget, as the helicopter was leaving the field, it turned around and hit my star wide receiver in the head and knocked him right. unconscious. You know, it's right. like sweet. So I'm just gonna snap the ball to me. Yeah, hand it off to somebody. Hand it off to Abby. Yeah. But girls are you know, not girls not can't play football. But you know. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? Abby's just she's that's just you know she's not a f producer. Let's I mean, be honest. I mean, we've all had difficult times, and this is this is business wise, and then it became personal, like as we grew as friends and everything like that. But it is what literally one of the hardest times of of my life, just, of, especially the nine years I've been out here. Because when you're just doing the acting thing and auditioning and going on it, at least you know it's clear cut. Here's your sides. You you learn them, you practice them, you go audition, and then you go back. This was, like you said, you wake up, you're working. You know, you're in the middle of the day, and it's like, I, what, what do I do? Yeah, I'd be like, produce, Josh. <laughs> You'd be like, uh, uh, yeah. 
Let me go read a book. By the way, that, that's actually an interesting thing. Let's talk about that for a second. There is no school on how to pr- produce. No. Yeah. So if someone, someone tells you they know exactly how to produce, odds are they ran their head into a wall 20 times and then were like, oh, this way went way better. Because we, what, we just, from people we knew, reached out and kind of everything we learned was like going to Sundance and learning as we go. I have uh, an episode outline that, that I want. I'm going to talk specifically about produce. And uh, look, I'm a hell of a fucking producer. I know that. You know what I mean. I think anybody can attest to that. That's ever worked with me and stuff like that. Um, my fucking my IMDb doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean. Who cares? But like, as a producer, I know I'm good at that. It'd be like I, I'm a running back and I ran for two thousand yards in a season. I know I'm a good running back. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. Um, I've tasted it enough and I know I know what I'm doing. I just haven't done it at scale, like you know. Maybe you haven't had the opportunity to do it there. But right, exactly. Um, exactly my point. There is um so I don't want to get like super into producing, but like that's an interesting thing that like I've kind of been thinking about, which actually is kind of one of the things I wanna do. I would love to have like be able to create or come up with some sort of program or something that's like you know, an educational outlet that could teach, you know, people to be a producer. Like, if they look up to... Because, look, there's some amazing producers that aren't just, like, director producers, you know, as well. Like, um, Scott Rudin, like, is a fucking beast of a producer. A beast of a producer. And gets it. And, you know what I mean? And knows trends. And, like, he knows what he's doing. Works with talented filmmakers seems like a good dude you know what i mean from the surface we don't know anymore but um but like it'd be cool okay when i was at i'm in i see i said i wasn't gonna talk about producing but now i am (laughs) when i gave my talk at usc i did a quick like show of hands who wants to be a director writer actor right that one person there was one girl one female out of a room about like 50 or 60 kids and i thought it was so cool because like i love producing like I love to write, but it's super personal and like tough. Y- you know what I mean? Like emotionally, producing's just fucking like get. You know what I mean? Like let me get to work. I love it, and so it was really cool. And I and I saw her in her fa- like she wasn't like eh, I want to be. She was like I'm a producer, and I was like that's so dope. You're not gonna learn. You should quit right now and just go. You should no. You should. Dr-. She's at USC Film School. She should quit immediately. Drop out go find money or just fucking yeah. take you know go and make a movie she should go and make a movie like right now think, this second think about it when you were in college and when i was in college there was no intro to producing class like intro to acting or acting one acting two or stan you know like uh, meisner technique or alexander technique all those classes for actors and even sometimes the writers were in there just to be with the uh, the actors the writers would be in there but uh, there, there is no intro to producing. There's like no there's intro no to producing. I'm talking about you need a fucking doctorate in it if you want to get <laughs> if you want to be big if you want to be good. You know what I mean? If you want to be successful, like you, you know what I mean? There are producers that have made movies, and guess what? Those movies suck dick and made zero <laughs> money. Like they suck dick artistically. Like it's a shitty piece of shit movie. Like dumb. And or Made zero dollars, so like, so because to me, 
like why Scott Rudin is a beast is like he makes billions of dollars and his fucking movies are great. You know what I mean? I in in general, I'm, I don't have his entire list of you know <laughs> filmography in front of me, but overall, he's a beast. So, um, so I I've decided the reason that, you know to get back to the, like the the aggression and and part of why I'm so pissed is that um, the industry that I love so much imagine being in love with a girl like your dream girl like soulmate meant to be and like she like you get married like I mean devoted your entire life to her right and then she like fucking cheats on you or like you know what I mean like it doesn't show up on the wedding day d- not even that no you've like you've been married for 30 years okay and then she like just cheats on you and just like meh you know sorry I, I, I don't know that's a weird analogy but like like the when I go back and I think about it look and this didn't happen like that night you know what I mean that second I didn't wake up and be like fuck you Hollywood you know it was just like it was just how my mind met, like I meditate I run like daily like I climb fucking mountains I like extreme like push myself like I always constantly have like these are from like I was trying to climb to like the top of this mountain and fucking slid and fell and it was it was (laughs) it was longer than oh I just went you know what I mean yeah it was longer it was about three times longer than that and it was long enough for me to actually have the thought of of oh fuck I'm, I'm, I might break my legs. Like, it was that far that I, because I was like, <laughs> climbing. Don't tell Abby. I was just going to say, Abby, if uh, you're listening, shut She it doesn't off. listen to any of my yeah. stuff. I've been she on doesn't one, consume any of my content. I've been on one run with Ryan. First of all, his legs are twice as long as mine, so that's not fair. But, like, the, he's not lying up in Topanga Canyon, some of the rocks he climbs, and I'm like, dude, you just ran up a hill... For like two or three miles, and now you're jumping on top of a boulder, this overlook where there, if you fall up there, there's no one out there to come. I, I know. There's it's nobody. A, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. Um. So uh. So because you know the running meditation, like I like I said, reset button, man. Found out. I figured. You know, I was able to self-discover. I was able to discover who I fucking really was. You know what I mean? Without and and oh, and still had movies as my as my lover. You know, <laughs> as my as my as my passion. Like I I just when I think about it, like and I'm being dead honest. I'll be dead 100% honest with you. When I like sit and think about it, and I think about like what happened to me and like the fucking mental breakdown and like all the stress and the fucking you know what I mean, all the pressure all the pressure and what it did to me who I'm a I'm fucking invincible you know what I mean I'm a machine like if it brought me down like what's it gonna do to Tommy who's like 17 and has dreams and hopes and aspirations (laughs) and and maybe a rich you know or wealthy family and, and is going to go to USC and is so excited to go to film school, you know, and he's going to, 
Look, he's going to... <laughs> I told these kids. I think. I think that's why I scared them. They're going to... You're going to go to school. USC film school, like the best, right? The best. Yeah. You know? One of the best in the nation. No, the best. It's like, where do you want to go to uh, to na uh, be an actor? Or like football NYU, star. NYU, of course. Or, or, or yeah, or no. Uh, what's the acting one that's in New York? Um, that's super prestigious. What? Tish? Juilliard. Juilliard. Oh. Juilliard. I graduated from Juilliard. You're hired. You know what I mean? I graduated from USC Film School. You're hired. Like, yeah. that's that's you, the perception. Well, do you know how much pressure they put on people at these, a lot of these schools? Some of them have bars on the windows after the first story because they're so into acting and getting oh, creative. Right. Like, they're afraid that people will hurt themselves because they, there's so much pressure on people. I'm not surprised. So, um, so Tommy, right? <laughs> Poor Tommy. Like, what if I was able to... And I'm 20 years older than him and been in the industry that long, right? Doing it. College, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, right? Easily. Easily. What if I was able to, like, fucking A, help him, B, change his mind, you know? And, and C, just, just encourage and inspire him and show him and teach him just how to do it. You know what I mean? You got questions? ask me like you, you, you know what I mean like you can go out and make a movie right now right this second and you're gonna learn so much more even if you shoot the entire movie from your phone and you're the only person in the movie if you go out and you execute you plan and execute a feature-length film you know 80 90 minutes whatever take it through post-production you know run it through all that do the color correction do the mix take it to um, uh, you know, go to Sundance, like shot. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's it's like the process is insane. Mm. It's insane that a movie ever gets made, but they do. But like, anyone can do it now. Anyone can do it now. It just no, takes the fucking there. everything. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know this. I'm gonna shoot Kid and Candy season two. I'm gonna do a feature length film. All from the I'm phone. all from my cell phone. I'm gonna cut it on my phone. I'm gonna do everything on my phone. I'm going to release it on YouTube for free, and it's going to be a feature-length film. I mean, fucking Sean Baker did it. Tangerine. I mean, dude, and I put off watching Tangerine for, it came out in 2014. I just watched it like a month ago because I, I just, look, I, I, I will eventually watch every single movie ever made. <laughs> I watch a movie a day at least, and I can't see everything. So if I haven't seen a certain movie and they're like, Oh, I can't believe you didn't see Tangerine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, but... It was on the list. I'm getting there. But let me tell you, I'll tell you exactly why I put it off. And this was old Ryan, you know, at the time, too. Um, you know, kind of more, like, arrogant and, like, oh, fucking, fuck, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, Tangerine came out and was, and was getting hype, and all that was in the press was he shot on an iPhone. Right, he did it on his iPhone, and it had um, transvestites. You know, it was about transvestites and and whatever. And I was like, well, that's why it's getting popularity. Yeah, like you could sell a fucking anything. You know, wrap it in that package, and like, of course, it's going to get notoriety. Notoriety. So then I watched it like a month ago by myself, and I mean, from minute one, it sucks you into the story. Like he is, he is one of the best fucking up and coming, emerging 
filmmakers, storytellers I see right now. He also did Florida Project, which I watched that as well, and it was brilliant as well. Um, but my point is, like, he did it. And he had the fucking chops for it. That yeah, well, you know, cho- he, he chops is, is one thing, but and like, I've, I've never met him or talked. I'd love to. I like. I want to know what, where, how, how does he understand movie telling, storytelling so well? You know what I mean? What's his story? What's his background? Because his first film that he went out and did and edited himself, you know, and everything. Like this first movie that he did is really fucking good. Like well, as just as a story. That's a good question. He so could have shot that on seventy millimeter with you know Henry Fonda. So, <laughs> so I would t- I would take that as an invite. So if he does want to stop by and have an interview with you, you might as well take it. Twenty six oh one Ocean Park <laughs> Avenue, Santa Monica, California. My name is Ryan McCoy. <laughs> Hashtag Rhino Rider. <laughs> but no, uh, we, even so when we started, like Ryan said, we started this over Thanksgiving dinner, this uh, company of ours, and every day I was on set with him and our friend Daniel Wall, I learned more in those days of shooting than you'll ever learn in a class anywhere. So like you were saying, just go out and do it. You can you can think about doing it your entire time. It's like, it's same as acting. You can think about the lines all you want, but until you physically get up, and go through the motions in your head and put the work in. It normally comes down to the work. Most people, how many times do we get talked to here? Everybody starts something and nobody finishes anything. It's the follow through and the work. That I mean. Yeah, and it's not easy. It's like when I say making a movie is impossible. I like kind of mean it. I mean, like, so nothing is impossible. I also believe that, and I know that, and everything. But like, making a movie is fucking impossible. And I said it yesterday, like, I still don't know anybody, like, like a friend that's done what I've done. Like, start to fit, like, oh, I'm going to write a movie and produce, you know what I mean? And, like, da 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 And take it to AFM and take it to, you know what I mean? Like, on on my platform, my level in Los Angeles, haven't seen it. I, I, I was in a movie in 2014. It's still being edited. I know. It's like, are, you, are you kidding me? Like, I get updates once a year, and I'm like, how is it not done? Abby <laughs> has this, um, she, like, before we ever met, you know, early L.A. story, like, acted in this movie. Um, I forget the name of it. It's on her IMDb. Um, there's a couple of them. But, like, it just, it still, like, randomly floats around, and, like, She'll get a random email or Facebook message from like, hey, I saw you and blah, blah, blah. Knock, knock killers. That's it. Knock, knock, knock killers. killers. Shout out to knock, knock killers. Can't say I've seen that one. I'll um, check it out. Uh, yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? And you know what I mean? Like that was, that was 15 years ago. Who knows what they're doing or if they're still around or alive or dead or, you know, whatever. Um so if I can, like, I literally want to build an army of like twelve to twenty-two year old kids, boys and girls, that have the same that I see the same fucking fire and passion of for movies that I have. I want to give them my hand have them and and say I will help you every step of the way because you know what I realized like I was getting fooled I was looking at 
so-and-so USC film school student who's 22 about to graduate and knows way more about fucking cameras and and way better editing you know like this laptop's five years old you know what i mean like i'm not on the cutting edge people in terms of technology i just fucking do i just get whatever you know what i mean like and just do my level of quality isn't you know that's not where my head first goes like oh we got to shoot 4k blah 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 like i don't know whatever dude like Like (laughs) you know what i mean like let's just go fucking do it um so like I was getting fooled because like to like in my head I was like I was like they know more about making movies than I do, and then all of a sudden like after a you know lightning bolt I was like I was like wait a second they know jack shit about filmmaking jack shit like nothing zero nothing nothing like nothing <laughs> they can rattle, rattle off all the specs of that camera but they, sure <laughs> but they know nothing about how how like what it is, what it means like think. Like I want to start like an I want like a like come in I want to build like a, a a year long internship of like you know you do like three four short film you know what I mean but you got to raise the money you got to fucking fu- you know what I mean yeah. like and guess what your first one you get zero dollars zero your next one you get a hundred you know what I mean your next your third one you get five hundred like you got Driven. to you got to fucking prove you know what I mean. And they might get to the first and second and and third one. It's like, oh, it's too, you know, because now it needs to be 15 minutes long instead of five or 10. And they'd be like, oh, it's too hard. Like, what am I going to do? You know, like, sorry. But if you do all that and you prove, you know what I mean? And you're still there and your shit's good. Then I'll fucking make your feature, help you make a feature length movie. Anybody can make a movie with $200 million in their pocket. It's not too hard when you can hire an entire crew behind you. But when you're running around and literally, not saying we did this, but, you know, don't exactly have all the permits sometimes and you're gorilla recording stuff on the side of uh, Topanga Canyon or, you know, up in the, the park somewhere, uh, you, you do what you have to do to get it done. Exactly my point. And I, I mean, I, I'm, I, I just, I, that's, I, and look, it's, it's not, I'm not coming, I'm coming at this completely theoretical Right? Mostly. Well, so, I mean, I, I, like, look, I did go to USC and talk. Yeah, I saw the kid. I saw what they did. You know what I mean? I've, I've, there's fucking 20 year olds in the office here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm in touch a little bit, you know, with, with like younger generation, like super, like 12, 11, 13. You know, I'm not, which that would be awesome. Awesome. Dude, if they got the fucking in their hands like you know and they love movies and they have the same passion like game over so i really 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 want to reach out inspire young filming i really think it's i i think it's going to be super powerful i think it's going to change the industry a little bit i think if you you know you set up a school where it's like fuck a degree fuck you know eighty hundred thousand dollars or however much it is whatever like come with me and just fucking as long as you're doing it i'll support you you know and i haven't figured out all the details of you know stupid money how you stuff. can f- yeah that stupid <laughs> money stuff but i think that would be cool and i think i think i also like not even just like yeah and this is just like in america like i think imagine if you got a camera in the hands of like uh you know kid in cambodia or something i don't know some third world place you know and like gave them every single tool to tell a story through a visual medium 
that's power. Like, like that's powerful as hell. Like, what, and then as a world, what are we going to see come from that? I was going to say, you can finally look through that person's eyes of what, you know, because filmmaking might not be the exact same for him or just a different point of view of so many things. And you know what I just thought of? If somebody says that's ridiculous or you're wrong, I'll, like, I, 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 I know that they're wrong because it did it for me. Like, I'm not, nobody special. I could have born, been born anywhere on the planet. If I still had the same love and passion for movies, I could have seen the same movie, my entire one movie, like my whole life. Predator. There's actually like old, I watch it every <laughs> other month, every other month or every month. Like Predator is my favorite movie of all time. And I watch it like beyond, I mean, I won't get into it, but like, uh, like stories are so important and so powerful and can change and do so many things for good the only bad story is a story badly told that was good <laughs> a bad story is only a story badly told my english my grammar may be off but think about that right if i'm a shitty storyteller i'm gonna lose your attention you're not gonna listen to me I'm Steven Spielberg, and I'm able to, from the second that little emblem entertainment goes across the screen, and you settle in, you're you, and you like you give up. You have my full attention, and he doesn't disappoint. I mean, he's you know whatever, little misses whatever, but like he won't disappoint you. You know what I mean? Like people talk to oh, but like he works his ass off from inception to completion and his sole purpose is to do the best he can to tell the most entertaining story he can because he believes that story is important for humans to hear so if and how many filmmakers okay like jaws right like how many filmmakers or anybody anybody like do you know how many like Sally coffee maker, you know, nine to five lady in Iowa, Sioux Falls or whatever. Her favorite movie is Jaws and she watches it every month, every week or, you know, anytime it's on TV or whatever. And every time she just immerses into it, there's millions, millions all over, everywhere. Like that's incredibly powerful. That's incredibly powerful. And he's changed lives because of that oh, power. Absolutely. He's changed lives because of his talent. If he sucked, he wouldn't have impacted and changed all those lives. So that's my, you, you know what I mean? I, I just thought of this. But like, there are no bad stories. Well, what about horror movies? No, they, they still have, you know what I mean? Like a more, they still have lessons to learn. You know what I mean? Unless it's a shitty written script. If it's a well-told story, either written, verbally, or film, or, or any medium, if it's well-told, then it's 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 good i don't know is that weird <laughs> there's no such thing as bad stories only bad storytellers just thought of it. it's almost like uh who who here has seen a bad comedian 
You know, a good comedian is the way, normally it's not about the joke; it's the way that they deliver it. You know and they're I mean? storytellers. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And like, and like, and like, great. Like, they don't like. It's not like they tell this like elaborate. They just like tell a story. They but they just know how to tell the story absolutely. that just makes you fucking laugh. And most of their sets are only 10, 15 minutes long. It's basically a short story on stage to get you like a or comedy. like several songs. Well, yeah, whatever yeah. format you know. But yeah, it's the same thing. So. I don't know. It's an interesting thought. I might. I think I'm gonna quote that today on Insta and see what I get. Yeah, but how many how many comedian shows have you been to that can't deliver the story and then it's just sitting right. there and, and you're sucks. like, okay. So what is it? There are no bad stories, only stories badly told. I mean, I think the gram. I think it should be poorly told. Uh, but I like yeah. the bad and badly. You're asking the math guy, not the the English guy. At least you didn't ask me how to spell it. There are no bad stories, only stories told badly. I'm going to post it right after this. See what, if anybody says. All right, anything. here's a question for you. I was thinking about <coughs> you. You were saying how, how much, how much like camera and film has changed people's life. How much do you think it's going to change Cannon's life? Cannon is his son, and he's already has Cannon. Cannon. Yeah. He's going to be. He's no, more socially. the iPad like a yeah, beast. Yeah. yeah, like he's more socially famous than we are, and he doesn't even know it yet. Right. You know what I mean? When's the first time you think you can go and get your... Well, and actually, and so this is a re- interesting thing. Again, Abby's not going to hear this, so... <laughs> um, but, you know, so she's... She, I mean, she... Look, she she believes in me, so she lets me do whatever I want, you know, which is incredible. Um, and I never try to really, like, talk to her about it, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, you know, whatever. Um, but the reason I think Kid in the Canyon is, is going to be so dope is that... By the time he's eight, nine, ten, because I have like nephews, you know what I mean, that are in that that like know stuff. But like, dude, he's already gonna have like this little mini machine or this little mini platform already built up, and he can express himself however he wants, if he chooses to or not. You know what I mean? Like whatever. It's just you know. But how cool is that gonna be? I mean, like, look, I know Ken. You know Ken. He's ultimate creative like his imagination yeah. is fucking he definitely got my imagination i mean abby has a great imagination too but like i just see it in him you know, oh with these like legos and like the shit he builds and stuff and just watching him for like he'll tell these stories and do the voice i'm like that's me man i fucking <laughs> did the exact same thing so it's cool that he'll have this this opportunity this platform to like tell whatever stories he wants that's gonna be so cool Absolutely. so yeah no i think that's great um Oh, yeah, we're right. getting close on I'm let's I'm gonna uh, I got one more thing to talk about and then we'll t- we'll do a little movie um, uh, what reference or something or suggestion of the day well yeah we'll all over that re- I, I think it relates at least it relates to the beginning of the show do uh, remember this yeah <laughs> through a, a movie yeah suggestion okay so the last thing I'm gonna talk about before that is um uh, like what it mean the term celebrity and, and what that term means and I was telling Josh right before this um, I feel look I hate the term celebrity I want to eliminate the term celebrity as much you know as much as I want to burn Hollywood down I don't want to eliminate celebrity with as much like fervor and you know anger as I want to kill Hollywood but I want to eliminate because I feel bad because 
and I couldn't even imagine. I know because I watch. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I consume so much my entire life. I just I've seen everything. I've, you know, read every story, like everything that I can pretty much put the pieces together. You know what I mean? I have a really good idea. Uh, you know, in most cases of why things happen and why people do. You know, in terms of like celebrities and actors and, and, and stuff like that. And that's not even counting, that's only like film stars, that's not counting like reality TV stars or pop musicians or, or anything like that. Um, let me tell you, I'll finish it up with this. I'm going to tell a story and you, you were there so you can relate. When, when we were at Sundance... Our second year. I was gonna say which year. And and your your boy cam. I don't remember his name, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and we, remember we got back from and and he and I like yeah. fucking got into it, and he was and he was saying, um, why can't? He was basically venting his frustration about why, um, you know, because he was an actor or you know wants yeah. to be an actor. Why like you know no you know why you need to be a celebrity in order to get roles. And I told him that's the way it is, right? Yeah. Yes. Period. Like, sorry. <clears throat> that's the power of it. That that I mean, that's it. Like, and, and you know, and it was like it, it was it built up, and it was like like he wanted to fight me. He wanted to fucking. Yeah, I was there. Fight me. Yeah. Then, once again, uh, the stress of like, <laughs> actors, movies, passion. Exactly. And so, but now. I, I look back and I actually have a great deal of empathy and I actually I see where he was coming from and like and he and like he's 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 right there shouldn't be well yeah he's right there shouldn't be any need for that however the current system that is in place that exists today uh, that's the only way you can do it unless you do it on your own <coughs> Which not which that which ninety nine point nine nine six percent of people don't have and will never do. Yeah. Well, you know, every time we try to get funding, they literally. I guess, I guess almost like the when you're a celebrity, you have a, a worth to a film before it's even out in movies. A lot of people probably go back and read. William Goldberg is the author. Secrets of the Screen Trade, I believe is the title. It's something of the screen trade. I believe it's Secrets of the Screen Trade. Published in 1983, William Goldman is an Academy Award-winning screenwriter. Uh, wrote Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, All the President's Men, amongst several others. Worked in the industry through the Golden Era. And... Basically, he had as much frustration, angst, and anger about Hollywood back then as I have today. I mean, I I, I read the whole entire book. Like it, it's, I saw it there, and that was 1983. Yeah, but he like, had, shit's not going to change. The only thing he could you could do then was write a book, and then right. Then how do you get the word out? Right, there? right. And and look, there's a reason nobody knows William Goldberg's Goldman's name anymore. I didn't know it. Ryan, when he picked me up this morning, was like telling me about it, and I was like, "Well, who is this guy?" And he goes, "Exactly." Yeah. All right. So I think that's pretty good. Yeah. 
We got about a minute and a half. We're at fifty-eight and a half minutes. Um, we'll wrap it up, buddy. Let's wrap it up with a uh, movie suggestion. So the movie suggestion for episode two is um, uh, I just thought of it right before we started the show. Minority Report. Uh, Spielberg. Ironically enough, I kind of went on a Spielberg. Well, wait, weird. Maybe he was like in my head. Um, right, Tom Cruise. Everybody knows it. Like two thousand. Fuck, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be wrong. Maybe I'll say maybe like 2006. Six. Well, I'm trying to remember when I... Like, I think the latest 2006. I think it's actually 2002, 2004. Anyway, the point is when I told... When I said Josh, you know, it feels like it was like four or five years ago. Yeah. But it was a long time. Go back and look at that movie. And I remember during production, because I read everything... Uh, Spielberg was very, very trying to be as detailed as he could in terms of accurate predictions for the future of where the movie set in the future, uh, near future of like actually like what cars are going to, you know, freeways and stuff like that. that We're talking, you know, and like everything. Go back and watch that movie and look at all the technology and see how much stuff is already happening right now um that's where it's all going technology's <laughs> technology killed the radio star that's another good one technology killed the the wait the, technology killed the movie star how's film that star? Movie star technology killed the film star you know the like that's the old like the you know the very first do you know the story behind that okay Josh doesn't know the story, so I'm going to wrap it up with the story, and then we're going to close. The very first music video, like MTV music videos changed the music industry, correct? Agreed? Yes. The very first music video played on MTV oh, was, the video. was yes. m- Radio Killed the, or uh, no, wait, what was it? Video Killed the... Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. Like, lives down in infamy, right? Sure. So, what, how the internet is that for... For the film industry, like so YouTube cool. killed the, you know, but YouTube didn't, you know, what I mean, it's just like it's just like the fucking technology killed. It's the, the accessibility of the movie technology. Star. I don't know. That's nope. good. We filled another show. Um, uh, again, if you are a sponsor of this show, here's where I would give your second plug. Um, but it's still nobody. Um, Let's see. Next episode, um, I have it as the power of cinema. You know, I don't know, people. We'll see. <laughs> this is Rhino Rider's podcast. You're listening to the word. Josh Boyer, Ryan McCoy, Rhino Rider out.